This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I... As usual, whenever I get off of an interview or conversation where I'm just like, oh my God, this was so good. I loved this conversation. I adore this human being. I'm just like, I have to record the intro right away because I'm just in the energy of the conversation. And I'm feeling that today. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Marley Rose Harris. She's a business and money coach inspiring individuals to step into what feels good and what is in alignment with their higher selves. She really teaches on the blend between energetics and strategy and how to create freedom in your life. And I just loved this conversation so much, first and foremost, because just the energy and vibe of collaboration feels so good and so abundant. Like I truly feel when I'm collaborating with others that we are operating in this field and vortex of overflow and even the moment that we hopped on the zoom together to connect there was this back and forth of like oh my god you're expanding me I'm expanding you and it just felt so good to be in that energy so before I even dive into what the conversation is about I really want to encourage those of you that have platforms creative platforms whether it's TikTok podcasts Instagram even like your own coaching spaces, even if you're not like an entrepreneur or a business owner, but like you're a creative, get out there and collaborate with other people. Because when you surround yourself with other individuals that are really devoted to and committed to their own evolution, helping other people really like on a mission to make this world and their lives and the people around them, their lives a better place, you will feel so good and we do not have to operate in our own individual silos. Like there was a point in my business where I wasn't really collaborating with a lot of people and you know, that felt good for a time, but then I just kept getting the pull over and over and over again. Like go be with other people, go work with other people, bring other people into your vision, bring other people along for the ride, support other people. And every single time that I listen to that message, my business explodes in the most unimaginable ways, like truly, truly, truly. And you know, it's so interesting because I see a lot of people that are like in their beginning stages of building a coaching business or building an online platform and can often be very pigeonholed and like, I'm only going to promote my own things or I'm only going to focus on my own things. Or if I talk about anybody else, or if I mention my coach, then what if like someone doesn't want to hire me from my community? And I just think that that's such an illusion and such an energy of like lack and scarcity. And I'm really like not coming from a place of like shame or anything like that here. Like 
again, like I said, like there have been moments where I've definitely been like, I'm working on my own thing and like don't really have the bandwidth to be able to reach other people or like devote time into helping or supporting other people's businesses or whatever it might be or collaborating, you know, whatever it might be. But in the beginning, especially like I'm so happy that when I was in the beginning of building my business, like when I didn't really have a community that was constantly buying or when I didn't see like tons and tons of growth on a month to month basis and either my revenue, my signups or like even like my my free audience on the podcast or on Instagram, I'm so happy that I was collaborating with people because that is when you can experience like the most quantum leaps. Like I think you can experience quantum leaps at at any point for sure. But like in the beginning, you want to get your name out there. You want to connect with other people. You want to be able to leverage the relationships that you have, obviously in an organic and, and genuine way to be able to spread your message and to be able to like really get your work out there to in ways that like it would take a lot longer too. So this whole conversation, because I'm going to be on Marley's podcast soon, this whole conversation was just like such a reflection of like how powerful collaboration truly is. And like even before like anything has quote unquote happened, like just the opportunity to be around somebody else and have such an expansive conversation has been so incredible and we literally were just like in an energy vortex for an hour so I want to invite all of you like while you're listening to this podcast and after you listen to this podcast to think about the ways in which you can expand your reach by tuning into your network or maybe not even your network outside of your network and starting to make some new connections because we truly are like the sum of all of the people that we surround ourselves with. And there's just so much outside of our immediate circle that can support us in really like collapsing time around our desires. So oh, I'll get off my 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 high horse with that or whatever. What, what is it? My soapbox. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox with that because I did not even know that I was going to go there. I am just truly like so excited about collaborating with people and the way in which my network is growing and just like the community that I've been building not only in Austin but also online with new people so in this conversation Marley and I go from where she is right now as a traveler turn like digital nomad turned finding her roots in Cape Town and the process of meeting her edge with how she has chosen to ground herself in one place for an extended period of time. Not only the edge of commitment, but also the edge of like really seeing herself and her identity as the wealthy woman and being capable of being able to hold this new level. So I think it's going to be so fun for you to hear her process of like really aligning her beliefs and her subconscious with the new identity as she's been embarking on this journey of moving her life. And I guess she's been in Cape Town for a little while, but moving her life for the indefinite future to Cape Town, which is super exciting. You guys know that I'm a huge traveler and have been building this business as I've been traveling the world. And last year, putting my roots down in Austin was like a very big move for me as well too, buying this house. We also talk about how she had taken what was a business that 
was fulfilling a personal desire, a personal passion, and how it morphed into this beautiful business that she runs today that is not just a personal passion, but really her soul's calling and something that is having such a massive impact on the world. And she does that through her business coaching. She does it through her Freedom Club course. She also is launching an app soon, and she is also launching a group program all around shifting from one-to-one into one-to-many. So she's got a ton of amazing offers. She's also the host of a really amazing podcast. I truly love it. I binged it this morning while I was at the gym. Money, Mindset, and Manifestation. Her name is Marley Rose Harris, so you can just search wherever podcast stream, but we'll also link it in the show notes. And Yeah, I just really loved this conversation because we kind of went all over the place, but it was always rooted in like this really empowering energy of, you know, we we are creators. And while there are obviously things that have happened in our lives that were out of our control, it's our responsibility ultimately to choose like what we want to create for this moment, but also the future. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing your feedback. I shared this several weeks ago, but remember now on Spotify, you can share your feedback directly underneath the episode. So if you haven't done that already and you listen on Spotify, please take a moment to share after you listen to this episode what your biggest takeaway was. If you have any questions, you can also drop questions there. And then if you haven't yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe to the podcast because we have so many incredible guests coming on the podcast. Like I'm so excited about this lineup. It's pretty epic and it feels like literally like circa 2018, 2019 when the Alchemist Life was like on a roll with the most epic guests. Not that we haven't had epic guests over the last several years, but you guys know that kind of took a little bit of a pause with guest episodes during the beginning of the pandemic and like halfway through the pandemic because I just had such Zoom fatigue with operating interviews via Zoom. Um, So it feels really good to be back in that flow and back in that vibe with the podcast and the guests that we're having on. So if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe. And again, if you have yet to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, screenshot this episode, tag us at I am Ava Johanna and at Marley Rose Harris on Instagram. Again, we are going to link all of the things that we discussed in this episode, as well as all of the different ways that you can connect with Marley. But without further ado, I feel like we should just jump into this episode. This intro has been long enough, and I really just want you to experience the magic of Miss Marley Rose Harris. So let's dive in. Marley, thank you so much for coming on the Alchemist Life podcast. I already am like, shoot, we should have been recording five minutes ago. <laughs> I know, like the minute I entered the Zoom room, record. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, for everybody that's listening, the moment that we both connected, it was like, all right, we're already in the depths of like manifestation, expansion, meeting your edges. We have mutual locations that we have family grounded in and so I'm just like so excited for this conversation already I'm so excited thank you so much for having me yeah of course okay so right now you're in London Ontario however you were just in 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 Cape Town correct so I'm just so curious like 
first and foremost, what brought you and inspired you to go to Cape Town? And I know that you are going to be making a move back there. And by the time this episode airs, you will already be back there, which is so exciting. So exciting. So just a preference, I am actually in a smaller town called Thornbury, Ontario. So I'm oh. Very, very small town, but I went to school and lived in London for like six years. So a lot of people think that was where I'm from. So, so like I was mentioning earlier, you know, for the past five years, I've been traveling abroad and that came from a very like selfish desire of just hating winter (laughs) and just like being, you know, freaking London, Ontario winters, they are cold. It's, it hurts your face. And I just got so fed up of just being in an environment that didn't light me up. And I knew, because, you know, I love traveling. It's my favorite thing. And, you know, I would notice every time I'd go somewhere sunny, I was like a new person. I'd be like, my digestion was on fire. My skin would clear. Like all of these like symptoms would just vanish. And I was like, okay, I desire to live in a tropical climate all year round. That's my dream. And that's actually what prompted me to start my online business and to be able to work from anywhere in the world. Now it's become way more than that. And it's become my mission. But basically what I've been doing for the past five years is living in Australia, Bali, Europe, you know, popping around. And in the beginning, this was so, it just turned me on. I was like, I love being able to live everywhere and like move. And and my, all my dreams came true and it's amazing. However, there is this little subconscious underlying trauma response of this, which was I did not feel safe in like the idea of a home and safety and consistency scared the absolute shit out of me. Like the idea of committing, I I, I literally have never, I've moved every six months for the past five years and, and usually more, like I would move like two times in a month often. And this was like safe for me because chaos was safety. Again, very subconscious, not really aware of this. And it would it would be so inconvenient. Like I would move here and move there. And it's like always on Airbnb and trying to find places. And I've been looking for a home for so long. And I just thought, I was like, you know what? I just feel like I'm not even from this planet. And I'm never going to find that place that feels like home where I want to ground. And at the beginning of this year, I was like last year, I was living in Bali and everyone would talk about Cape Town. They'd be like, Molly, you have to move to Cape Town. You're going to love it. It's amazing. It just kept coming up into my universe. I didn't even research it. Like I honestly didn't even look it up. Didn't really look up anything, but I just trusted. I was like, okay, this, like I've heard it now like 10 times. I'm like, I can't ignore this. And it was from people that I really like, like, and we had the same value. So I was like, I just, have this feeling I'm really gonna like it and also at the beginning of the year I started working with a healer who really dives into like inner child healing soul wounds getting to like the depths of the depths and I literally remember saying two months ago to someone that I was seeing I was like no matter how much money I earn I will never buy a home and this was not from a place of oh because of like, it would be a good financial decision or whatever. It was because I deeply, deeply subconsciously scared, was so scared of commitment and so scared of like having a home because growing up, I never felt safe in my home. And then through deep healing and through like getting to those root causes, those deep things, I've cleared that now. 
And nothing turns me on more right now than the idea of committing to a long-term lease rental in the place that I truly love most in the world. Like Cape Town just took my breath away. I love it so much. The nature, the people, the food, the lifestyle. Like I just feel my happiest best version there and I didn't even know it was possible to like find a place like it's like my dream place and so to find that and then also do the healing at the same time and be like okay I'm actually ready to you know commit to this has been so deeply healing but like we were talking about off air brought up a lot of upper limit shit I'm like 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 every day I wake up I'm like okay it's good it's good it's good and then something will happen I'm like okay I'm scared I'm scared I'm scared I'm scared But what I've learned from this is that we have an ego and we have a higher self. So the higher self is like your soul. It knows what's meant for you. It's like when I saw the home that I went to, it was like, boom, done. It was like, yes, this is my home. It was so calm. It was so peaceful. It was like, yes. And then I signed the lease and everything was good. And then a few like bearing in mind it's freaking mercury retrograde and it was a full moon in scorpio as i'm signing a lease so like probably not the best time but i didn't know how to tell <laughs> my real estate agent like hey it's mercury retrograde can we like hold off on signing he'd be like oh, bye like what are you talking about <laughs> so this i'm like you know going through all this at the same time and then you know sign the lease a lot of shadow has come up and and your ego can be really easily mistaken for your intuition which is like and your ego is like I like describing it as like a distressed like inner child. I was like, I'm scared. This is scary. You know, and 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 it's really good at negotiating and making reason of why you shouldn't do something that is for your soul expansion because it wants to keep you safe and wants to keep you in your comfort zone. It's like the idea of moving into this home is like fucking terrifying. And my ego is like, no, let's just, you know, like trying to rationalize not doing it. And this has been such a beautiful experience because this happens in every area of life. Like I think when you when you finally meet the one, I, I'm I haven't met him yet, but I'm kind of assuming there's gonna be a period where my ego's like, oh no, well he's not that great anyways. And da, 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 da. Like or like when when you start your business and you're getting clients and it's like the money's coming, it's like oh well you know I'll just stay in my part time job a little bit longer. I'm not gonna quit my job because that would be you know we've all had those feelings where these thoughts keep you smaller. But it's about feeling the fear and doing it anyways. And the only way through is through and just feeling comfortable in discomfort. So I'm like now, I was just saying earlier, like I've had this whole crazy realization and now I'm like inviting it in. I'm like, let's go. This is safe. I do deserve this, which was an interesting thing I had to move through. And and I know once I get there and and I'm there, it's going to be the most, the best thing that ever happened to me. It just moving through that. Like, I think a lot of people think when they finally get the thing, it's going to be easy and it's going to flow. But if it's not scaring the shit out of you, then it's not going to expand you, right? Mm-hmm. So moving to that next level, like literally, I feel like I'm being like pulled back. And then it's like like a bow and arrow. When you pull it back, it's not comfortable. It's, it's tense. But then that that's what allows to propel you. So you asked me why I'm moving to Cape Town and I'm telling you my whole life story. But to answer really simply, it's just, it's the heart chakra of the world and you feel it. You feel love and so much love through every person that you meet. And, and it's just my dream, my dream. So 
I'm so happy that I found it. And I, I literally am counting down. I feel homesick for the first time in my entire life. Mm, I love that. What a like beautiful reflection of growth though and healing, right? Because <sighs> I know, I mean, first and foremost, let me just say we have so many fucking parallels in our lives. It's wild. I have literally been chasing summer for about five years now at this point. I think that five or six years was when I started my business and I vowed, like I went to South America and went through coast or Central America, South America, and then vowed like on that trip, I'm never working for somebody else again. And like, I only want to be where it's warm unless I'm choosing to go on like a cute wintry vacation for yes. two weeks or less. <laughs> yes. I'm yes, yes, yes. The cute jacket and everything, yeah. but I get to choose when I leave. I have a return ticket, but Outside of that, like coming back to your like childhood and like the chaos of growing up in like an environment that you didn't feel safe in, I had that same experience as well too. And it's been so interesting unpacking the ways in which that shows up in everything from your home environment to commitment to your business as well too. And I just find mm -hmm. that it's so cool to just see the reflection of growth in these like things that for some people might not be that big of a deal, right? Like signing a lease that might not be that big of a deal for someone, but for somebody like you, like it is a big deal, you know, like for me buying my house was a big deal because I never had any stability or security in my home mm. environment. And so having like roots of my own to know that like, there's not going to be an eviction notice on this door one day walking mm. in is so healing for me as well. And so I'm just like so excited for you because I feel like it's these moments where we are reaching that upper limit, that upper edge and like are kind of forced, forced sometimes forced feels like a heavy kind of word, but like forced to rise to the occasion. Like the woman that you are going to become through this experience, like I can't wait to meet her. I know you can't wait to meet her either. <laughs> I have full body chills as you're talking, by the way. And this is this brings up a point that I really want to talk about, which is like when you say like for some people, this feels like some people might be hearing this big at least like fucking get over yourself. You know what I mean? But for me, it feels like the biggest thing in the world. And you know why that is. And this is so beautiful. So it's it's like it's all found within your subconscious. So, for example, one of my best friends she is in the most beautiful secure happy relationship she's been in it for eight years and the reason why that was like a no-brainer duh is because she watched her parents so in love committed like they're like such a beautiful expander for her so for her brain attracting a similar type of partnership was a no-brainer because that is safe and normal to her that she grew up and that was, you know, of course, right? So you like attract like, and what you believe you deserve, you attract. And so for her, attracting that relationship didn't require much healing or expansion at all, because it was already a, it was already a subconscious match for her. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Whereas in my life growing up, I didn't have that as an example. And so I've, had to do a lot of healing around that to make what I desire, a lot of healing in the subconscious, a match. And so for so this is exactly what we're talking about. Like I'm sure you prior to investing in your home 
had to go into the shadow, had to go into the inner child of like, okay, where's the fear here? Like, and how can we show her that everything is okay and that we're going to be okay? And so if you're like, just like, this is like manifestation 101, but I think it's really like helpful to be said is that if you're desiring something like a home, like a relationship, like money, and you're not seeing it come in, the only reason is, is because there is a vibrational or a subconscious conscious disconnect. And the way to match with what you're desiring is to go into the subconscious and heal any beliefs, any identities that are disconnected from what you're desiring. And on the other side of that is literally attracting anything you desire. It doesn't matter what happened in your childhood. Like, I mean, of course it matters, but you can heal from anything and you, and you can. So I think a lot of people goes, oh, well, I had, you know, this happened in my childhood. So that's never going to happen for me. But that's actually not true because I grew up in a family where money was very scarce, you know, and inconsistent. And I've created this life of financial freedom for myself, but that didn't come from luck. And that didn't come from like, yes, I did work very hard, but majority of the growth has come from healing the subconscious mind and healing the identity of like, I now identify with being a wealthy woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you identify with that, that becomes your reality. So just to kind of like mirror back what you're saying of like, you got there also through healing. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And, and it's like the invisible thing that no one really, I think a lot of people talk about, but I just want to underline that for you of like, it doesn't just happen. It happens through healing and it's not always the most, it's fucking uncomfortable a lot of the time. You're not just like, boo, 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 life is easy. Just doing a little journal response, poop, a home comes in. Like it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. And, and I'm moving through so much uncomfortable feelings right now, but growth means being uncomfortable being comfortable being uncomfortable and I was listening to a manifestation babe and she's like the only reason I am where I am today is because I just got comfortable being really uncomfortable and I think it's a beautiful reminder of like look when we look up to our like mentors and expanders who are making multiple 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 millions it's like it wasn't easy for them it didn't just happen it's through deep healing and deep growth but when you commit to that like I promise you, you can literally have anything you desire, the home, the relationship of your dreams that you've never even thought was possible. It, 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 it is all possible through looking at that, looking at that deeper stuff that's actually really scary to look at. Yeah, 100%. You know, my mentor in a mastermind call the other day said something that stuck with me ever since. Someone was asking her about like just gaining more confidence and showing up in the online space and selling in the online space. And she's like, I'm not leading and have never led with confidence. I've always led with courage. And that was like so big for me because there are so many moments where we don't feel confident. There are so many moments where whether you're a business owner or not, there's this idea where you think in order to be successful in this arena, whether it's dating or business or, you know, traveling, you have to be confident. And so people wait, like, how do I get com more confident? How do I become a confident, a more confident version of myself? When really, instead of asking, like, how do I get more confident? I really think the question should be like, 
how can I be just like 1% more courageous today? And what would that look like? And how would I show up? And like, who would I be if I decided to be just a little bit more courageous? And like, to your point, the identity shifts when you start to show up for yourself in that way. You start to look at yourself as the wealthy woman. woman. You start to look at yourself as the highly sought after entrepreneur or coach. You start to look at yourself as the woman that you know, the man of your dreams would be super attracted to and want to be with. And I think it's just like, it's uncomfortable work, but it's also like the most fulfilling work because there's never, there's literally like never a dull moment. (laughs) (laughs) Never ends. Like, I think when, when I think about, I'm like, okay, I just moved through this big thing, feeling good. And then the universe is like, oh, boom, here's another thing. Like it just, that's also something I heard. I don't know his, I forget his name, but like his name's Dwight Shrew on The Office, but he was on the School yeah. Straightness podcast. <laughs> and he was just talking about like, life is fucking hard. And I think when you, and 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 I think when you can acknowledge that, because I think a lot of the times it can feel really discouraging because you look to others who are, you know, having this success and you're like, oh, well, it must be so easy for them. You know, lucky for them. It's our ego tells us this story because if we made it about us, then it would hurt us. And so our ego doesn't like to do that. So I just want to like say for someone I know, cause I have, you know, my clients, we talk every week about confidence and showing up online and saying, Oh, well, easy for them. They, they're just a natural at it. But like, I think so many of us are afraid to be a beginner and afraid to show up online and look like a beginner and have start a new Instagram account, have 10 followers and like start from scratch because we were so scared to, you know, fuck up. And we're so scared to like fail. But the people, the most successful people in the entire world have two things. They're passionate about what they do. And they've just been doing the same thing for a long period of time and have never given up. And so when you think about it that way, and I think a lot of us, we make our time horizon like, okay, I really want to like become famous on TikTok. So I'm going to post on TikTok every day for two weeks. Like, it's not two weeks. It's like, this is a commitment for the next five years. Like, talk to me in five years. Like, the people that are where you desire, what you don't see is them showing up every single day in every single moment. It's the consistency and it's the long time horizons that compound the success. So when it comes to like building confidence online, don't compare someone else's chapter 10 to your chapter zero, because that's going to cause a lot of discouragement and like, be like, well, they're already great. So why would I, you know, and I hear it all the time every week, but it's like, all of them had their first, like, like, listen to my first podcast episode. It's, I say like, and I'm, I, it's awful, (laughs) but I keep it up there because I want people to hear like, this is where I didn't start with a professional mic. I literally started recording on my phone in a, in a, like a hostel room, literally in a hostel room. So I keep that there of like, don't try to have it all figured out in the beginning because you're just going to keep spiraling and you're not going to start. The most important step is just to take the first step. Yeah. And I think also like, sometimes people will wait for steps a through z and only see like step one in front of them and then they'll be like "Ah, I can't do anything until I have more steps but like so much of and I'm sure you've experienced this as well too like so much of this journey and personal development and and business and and all of the pieces is can you take a step in faith and like 
trust in yourself and also trust in the universe or trust in God, whatever you believe in, to know that like when you are saying yes to your passion, when you're saying yes to the thing that you desire to create, when you're saying yes to living a life of purpose and like living a life where you're in service to yourself and to others and like the collective overall, like you will be supported. You will get that next step. But sometimes that first step is the only one that's revealed. And I think that that can be really scary for people. So I'm curious, like when you were first starting out first, what did like the first iteration of your business look like when you were first starting? And what was the, I know that you said like the desire to like be in a permanent state of summer and to travel and to see more of the world. But outside of that, what was like that initial spark for you of knowing like this is the this is the path that I want to go on? Because obviously there's many different ways to build a business and travel the world and be in a permanent summer. And so there you you specifically followed your passion. And I'm so curious like what that process was for you in the very beginning and what your business looked like then versus now. Oh my God, I love this question. I'm such a manifesting generator. Whenever I get a question asked to me, I'm like, oh, this is my this is my time to shine. So <laughs> my business looked so different than what it looked like. So basically my first business was actually designing websites and logos for people. And this happened really just kind of, I, I hate to say this, but kind of like fell into my lap in the sense of I didn't go searching for it. And I'll explain how that happened in a moment. But I just want to add, I did not want to be an entrepreneur. I actually really didn't want to be an entrepreneur because both of my parents were, and I saw the inconsistency. I saw the lack of benefits, the lack, and I was like, hell no. I know that I want to be a CEO, but for a business that was like, I want to be a CEO for a company and I'm really into health and wellness. So I was like, it'd be so cool to move to Australia and like work for like white, white Fox, like all these like cool, like health and wellness brands. Like that was my dream. Because I was like, I want consistency and I want benefits and all, you know, everything that they sell us. So basically what happened is because I'm from a very small town at university, I'd come home for summer and it's like, either you work in a restaurant or you work in a restaurant. Like there's no other option. And all my <laughs> friends were like, getting internships at like Deloitte and like these other things and like building up the resume. And I'm like, I felt so anxious because I was like, I need to get experience on my resume to get this job, you know, to get into the workforce. However, when I come home, that just wasn't an opportunity. So I was like, you know what? I saw this opportunity where a lot of the small like businesses here weren't on Instagram. They didn't have a website and they didn't have social media and didn't care to know how. But I live in a really big, like like at all the cities come here in the summer because it's so beautiful. And so I saw this opportunity where I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this summer business where I help all these like mom and pop shops with their social media. And it was actually my hair, my hairdresser was like, Marley, I need a logo. And I was like, never done that before, but I'll figure it out. And I had so much fun doing it. And then she's like, can you create me a website? I was like, never done it before, but like, I'll try to, I'll figure it out. And for the first time in my life, I was like doing something that I was having so much fun because I, I wasn't enjoying university. I'm not really like a read a textbook and memorize it back kind of girl. Like it just wasn't doing it. It wasn't making me tick. And I love like immersing myself in things. So, so I started designing these logos and websites and it just kind of caught up in my town. Like they're like, it was just job to job. It was nothing crazy. And basically what happened, like fast forward is I was graduating from university and I had had an internship at the dream job. Like I got my dream job and I was there and I was interning 
And it was pretty much within the first two hours. And it was the first time I had worked in corporate, like quote unquote corporate. And I was like, oh, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like everyone is so like stressed and they're you know, under so much pressure. And I saw like the salaries and I was like, oh, this is like not what I want at all. And I also was like, this is going to mean I end up staying in London, Ontario. And also I didn't want that either. And so I had this opportunity where I was like, okay, either I could tr- like, and, and this is when digital nomadism was like coming up as well. So I was like, I was like, I want to do that. Like, that's my dream job. It, and now obviously it's so well known, but this is in like 2018. So it wasn't really a thing. And so I was like, you know what? I was at a crossroads and I was like, okay, either I could try to go all in on this business that doesn't even have an Instagram page or a social media. It's just like this thing that's kind of working out somehow. Or I could, you know, take, accept this. I got a, I got a full-time salary offer, which is the thing that I thought I always wanted. I got the benefits. I think I even had like a car from, a car, like it's a crazy thing. I finally got it. And it was one of those weird things that when I got it, I didn't want it. And I was like, this is so weird because this is everything I've ever wanted for my whole life. And I finally am receiving it. And it felt like, well, like it didn't feel good at all. And the idea so basically I took a bet on myself and I was like, okay, this is like probably like a 10% chance of working out in my business, but taking on this job, this salary job has a 0% chance of getting me to my dream. And so I went all in on my business and it took about a year of hustling. I had two other jobs and then in the evenings and whenever I could, I worked on my first business, which was called Rose Designs. And after about a year, it got to the point where I was earning enough that I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable to quit my other jobs and buy a one-way ticket to Bali. And well, it was a one-way ticket to Australia, but I stopped in Bali. And and the first month that I quit my job, jobs, like the part-time jobs, I hit my first $10,000 month in business. And I was like, holy shit, like this like could actually work. Because my idea was like, oh, well, that job will always be there. So if this doesn't work out, I can always just go back, right? And I've never looked back. So that was my first job and or sorry, my first business. And then what happened is that I was just getting so many questions about how was I living abroad? How was I living in Australia? How was I? I started earning more money in a month than that corporate job offered me for a year. And and everyone knew that I came from a small town. They're like, Molly, how the hell are you doing this? Like, how are you living this life? how are you, you know, doing all these things? And I'm like, well, I'm just like working on my money mindset and working on, you know, personal development, like, and doing this in my business. Aren't you guys doing this? And everyone's like, no. And what (laughs) really ended up happening was like, I just noticed the more I worked on healing my subconscious and my money mindset, the business would just go. And I was, and I realized no one else was really talking about this. Like no one else was talking. A lot of people were teaching marketing and sales and the importance of a website, which is all very important, but no one was combining the two. And I wanted, and I'm obsessed with manifestation. I'm obsessed with personal development. And people were recognizing that in me of like, Molly, what the, like, can you teach me what you're doing? And that's really what I want to be doing. But again, it was like imposter syndrome of like, who's going to ask me, you know, I, you know, I had to move through that as well. And then once I got over that, in the beginning of 2020, I started this rendition of my business, which was, you know, helping people create a business that gives them time, location, financial freedom, teaching the proper business strategy, but then really going all in on like the mindset and the healing and the rewiring that is required 
to change your identity to actually be a vibrational match for the goals that you're desiring. And and my client just started to see so much success immediately. And it was like so cool. And and I have basically it was really difficult to let go of my first business because again, I'm like the business was earning like fifty thousand dollars a month. And like that was like a salary back home all year round. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But and to let go of that was difficult because obviously I become really comfortable with that income and it felt really good. But I just realized I would rather like, cause I was starting to feel really burnt out and I was not happy and I was not, it was just, it was all crumbling. Basically there'd be fires every single day, but it was happening for me because the universe was redirecting me of like, you have to do that. We're going to make this really bad so that you finally actually pivot to what you're meant to be doing, which is your mission, your sole purpose. And I feel so grateful that I found it because now since I've started this, like I've never felt more fulfilled. I've never earned more money as well. I've never like impacted more people's lives. I've never like, it's like the best thing ever. And the cool thing is now I get to teach people how to do that. So it's all very full circle. So I'd say the first business was very much like a lifestyle base, whereas this is like purpose, passion, like my sole mission is this business. and. I'm telling you, it was scary to let go of the first business, but almost immediately I started earning the exact same amount that I was earning in my first business in my second business because I was a vibrational match for that. And so very long answer to your simple story, but basically now what I teach people is how to uncover what that passion is first, because then you just save time and you actually do what you're meant to be doing. Because when you're in that flow state and when you're doing what you're meant to be doing, everything comes from that. and really at the end of the day don't we all just want to be like happier more fulfilled more in alignment like I know what it feels like not to be in this state and I know what it feels like to be in this state and it's literally night and day and I and I know how hard it is not to feel in alignment so this is why I'm so passionate about it because I'm like everyone has the ability to get into alignment find their purpose find their passion earn money doing it so why it's like literally why you're here and so there's not a day where I wake up and I'm not like on and like I'm like I mean not every day is easy of course at all but at the end of the day I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing I have that north star and this is it like this is I think this is what it feels like when you meet your soulmate it's just like this is it it's a part of you it's an extension of you for sure I always say my business is my baby it's my first child first child so what would you say is like your go-to either practice or like thing to focus on when you are working with somebody who is in a position where they've got all the strategy down, like they know what they are doing, but it's really the mindset that they need to be working on. Where do they start? So typically if I'm working with a client like that, they've, or, you know, they're earning $10,000 a month and they're at six figures and they want to get to seven. And so first step is I will help them readjust the business so it's built for seven figures um, and it's built to scale because the business structure that got you to six will not get you to seven so first step is like okay where where can we adjust the strategy so that if you had a thousand people say hi I want to sign up it's like yep here you go here's the payment and that's it's not going to add any more time to your schedule that's step number one getting that under tack boom then typically because I, I work with mostly women the energy that they've been in is hustle, do, force. And the way to get to seven, once the structure is set up, is literally just all energetics. 
So it's it's not like, oh, we're going to do another marketing campaign or another this. Once that's all done, we are literally just going into the subconscious and changing your identity from a six-figure entrepreneur to a seven-figure entrepreneur. So we do, one of my favorite ways to do that is through something called RRT. It's called Rapid Resolution Therapy. And it's my new favorite healing modality. It's it's healing your subconscious. It's speaking to your subconscious mind and rewiring your belief system in a very beautiful, fun, conversational way. So for example, my client who's doing really well in business still had this fear of like um, money running out, this fear that there's never enough. So we identified that, we moved through that. And now this fear that she used to have, she can't even access it anymore. Like it, it, And the same thing, this is the cool thing about ROT, it actually clears it. You can't even remember the feeling of what it felt like. That's how far gone it is. And so, because in my experience, when I started doing ROT, I doubled my income from uh, February to March, literally doubled my income. I didn't do another launch. I didn't change anything in my business. I just energetically changed. I changed my beliefs. I did a lot of healing around money. Boom, doubled sales. And that's like going from like, like it was crazy. And, and a lot of people don't really understand that, but I do because it's literally energetics. Money is just an energy, energetic match. And so what we do is we literally just change your financial frequency. So you are a vibrational match for seven figures, eight figures, like whatever you desire. That's all in the subconscious mind. Can you give an example of what RRT looks like? Yeah. So RRT is something that I just found actually quite recently at the beginning of the year. And I've been doing it quite consistently. I got certified in it. And RRT is like nothing I've ever seen before. To the point where my first session with my practitioner I was like, it was a two hour conversation. And at the end, she's like, okay, now try to access that feeling. And I was like, I couldn't, but I didn't know I was, I was like, when's the therapy happening? Like, when's it happening? I'm confused. And it just happened throughout it. So it's basically as a trained RT practitioner, you learn how to speak to the subconscious mind. You mm. learn how to build trust with the subconscious mind with your client. And basically we, how how it works is like if you think about trauma trauma is like equal to if you think about sand putting a handprint in the sand and then when you move your hand the handprint is still there so this is what happens in your brain when something traumatic happens it's like boom there's a there's an impact in your brain and your brain marks this as important and it moves it to the front of your brain of like okay that happened we don't want that to happen again so we're going to constantly look in every moment for that scary thing so it doesn't happen again but the thing is that thing happened 10 years ago so the thing isn't there anymore but your brain is still looking for it so that it doesn't happen again like your brain's working really well in that case so what rt does is we basically show your brain that that thing is in the past it doesn't exist anymore and it would be equal to like taking the sand and like rubbing out the handprint. Like it, it literally processes or or another way we can do it is, you know, sieve when you're at the beach and you're like sieving out sand and then there's a well, wet clump that comes and it can't go through. So that's what's happening is this trauma is not processing and your brain is keeping it on like active so that, that it doesn't happen again. 
And so what RT does is you basically turn that water clump into sand so that you can't even access it anymore. Your brain just lets it go and doesn't attach any more meaning to it. So it no longer impacts you. And when you start clearing those sand globs, your reality changes because your subconscious mind is creating your reality. Just like I like explaining it like like a video tape, like at the movie theater, there's the film that there's like the recorder that's projecting the screen. There's the film and then there's the screen. So the screen is your reality. The subconscious mind beliefs are the film. And then the projector is like you projecting it onto your reality. So if you change the film and you change your beliefs, then it's going to create a different reality for you. So whatever your reality currently is, it's just a reflection of what is your belief system. So when I start healing, you know, a lot of stuff, my reality is, it's crazy how your reality just changes immediately, but that's how the world works. Like when you change your beliefs, you change your reality. So that's what we do in RRT. Basically, we change your beliefs and we we clear trauma forever. And so your brain no longer processes it. And it it's for everything. It's like capital T trauma, little t trauma, money, you know, abuses, anything it, it clears. And it's, I'm like here to be the, I'm literally the spokesperson for it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I've never experienced anything quite like it. Yeah, that's pretty wild, like how quickly it works as well, too. Like, I think that, you know, coming back to an earlier part of our conversation, the healing and like subconscious work, a lot of people can use it as a crutch and like be Mm -hmm. caught in it for years and years and years where it's actually preventing them from showing up and doing the things that they want to do or like taking risks or investing in themselves or putting themselves out there or, you know, getting the healthy relationship that, that they are worthy of because they're healing and they can't move on past the healing. And so I feel like this is such a great opportunity or invitation maybe for some people who like get caught in the healing cycle where they never let themselves move even when they are healing to experience something that does work a little bit faster and can start to create positive momentum in your life so that you can get out of that healing cycle and you know, I think that we're always on a journey of becoming and we are always evolving. We're always growing. There's always going to be things for us to look at. And just because there's that always there doesn't mean that we can't do the things that we want to do. doesn't mean like you don't have to be fully and completely healed to start your business. You don't have to be fully and completely healed to be in a relationship with somebody or to travel the world or to, you know, if you have a lot of money stories, you don't have to be completely healed with your money stories before you start making money or before you invest in the stock market or whatever it is. And I just love that there are resources and techniques and therapies out there that can really work with you as you're like doing the damn thing versus Mm. be the thing that's like gatekeeping your desires or your next level Mm. so much of what you said is so important and I hear this all the time with my clients like well I'm still not there yet I feel like I'm not there to be able to teach that but just remember you don't have to be 10 steps ahead of someone to help them you literally just have to be two steps ahead of someone to help them to be like hey it's like if you're passing a river think about it you're actually no use if you're on the other side and be like hey take that walk and then step on that log like it's way more helpful if you're just like two steps ahead on like the the rocks 
And it's like, okay, take that step. Okay, now, now come here, now come here. So it's like just acknowledging that in yourself and giving yourself permission of like, okay, I don't need another course. I don't need another training. I've never once in my life had someone, I've probably done over like 500 discovery calls at this point. I've never had someone be like, Molly, so like what, what uh, school did you go to and what certifications do you have? People buy based off your energy and people buy based off your like testimonials and what they've heard from other people and what you're able, the energy that you bring to the table. So I think it's easy to use another course or another healing to get to the other side as like a crutch, but I'm going to tell you, like it never ends. Healing is not a, like a thing where you're like, okay, I'm fully healed. That is just never going to happen. So you're waiting for something that's never going to happen. So in that case, you might as well just start now. 100%. Absolutely. I feel like going back to the conversation with like the ego piece, it's like, that's the hardest part though, right? It's like letting it be messy, letting it be a little uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable, being able to still accept and love yourself and love the process, even if you fall down and fail, like there have been so many times. And I swear, like when I was younger, I would always say my biggest fear was rejection. And I'd be like, rejection is like my biggest fear. And then of course I become an entrepreneur where like, Rejection is just like a part of the daily experience, but I'm so glad that it is because this thing that I called my biggest fear, like the biggest obstacle in my life, the thing that I was most scared of, I now have this neutral relationship to. Like, I'm not afraid to get rejected. Does it suck sometimes? Yeah, of course, but I know how to move through it now. And I know that it's not the end of the world now, but I had, like you said earlier, like the only way through is through. I had to go through it in order to experience that. And I think that, you know, for anybody listening, like none of these things are the end of the world. All of these things that your ego is making up to be really, really big or like that society is making up to be really big or your family or your friends or your community is making up to be really big. Like they're really not that big of a deal. And you, and you know that, and you experience that as truth. Like when you actually put yourself out there and do it. Oh, yes. And I was, I was just in Austin and I met the owner of, do you know Sun Life Organic? Yeah. Khalil. I I live in Austin. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I met Khalil. I was like free. So when we had just one of the most, oh, it's such a beautiful conversation. One of my biggest takeaways was like, if you do a hard thing over and over and over, it becomes easy. Think about the yeah. first time you tried to learn how to walk. I mean, I don't know if you remember that because I certainly don't, but like <laughs> you probably got up, fell, got up, fell, got up, fell, got up, fell, but you never gave up because children don't have this idea of like shame around failing. We get programmed that later in life and eventually you learn how to walk and then you learn how to run and then some people learn how to do backflips. So if you think about it that way, like the first time you're you're probably going to fall and you're going to, and it's going to get, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. But if you do a, a hard thing over and over, it becomes easy. We also met a guy who had done like something crazy, like 60 Ironmans. And we're like, how do you do that? And it's like, he's like, well, it just becomes easy. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's just such a metaphor for life. Whereas like, yeah, when I first started, you know, the first time I hopped on a sales call and someone said, no, it felt like the end of the world. But then it happened again and again and again. And then you realize, oh my God, it doesn't matter because for every no, there's like 10 yeses. And it's like, you just have to keep, you literally just like have to keep going. And I know that's sometimes the most like lame advice, 
but everything does end up working out and everything is working in your favor. It's just hard to see that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I really appreciated and so funny because it's only you and one other Canadian that I know and like no one else from any other other countries has used this analogy before, but I know it's not just a Canadian analogy, but the hockey stick effect. And you were talking about this on a recent podcast of yours with your podcast specifically, where the first two years of your podcast, it was like pretty much like flatline as far as growth. And then in year three was when things just like really took off for you. And that's how I I feel in my business too. Like a lot of people started paying attention to me in a bigger way in 2020. However, I started my business in 2016, 2017, like I had been hustling and like working really hard and working on myself and showing up and like, just like consistently getting rejected, consistently putting myself out there in ways that felt really uncomfortable. And then in 2020, when I think it was like right before the world shut down, like there was just this like shooting up so much so because of the energetics and like the mindset work that I was doing. And so I just feel like when we're talking about like personal development and personal growth and like business and like entrepreneurship, there are going to be seasons where like you are putting in a lot of work. Like it does feel like there's not necessarily a ton of momentum, but there is a lot of momentum happening because you're choosing to show up every single day. And like that builds upon itself. Mm. Yeah. I heard Ed Milet say it's invisible compounding and we live in a universe where we have cause and effect. So for everything you do, there is a a response to it. So it's really difficult though when you're working on something and you're not seeing the instant gratification. It can cause, yeah. you know, deterrence. Like, you know, you put out a launch and it maybe it doesn't go to a plan and then you make that mean something. You make that mean something about you as an entrepreneur. You make that. But the thing is, is that you aren't seeing the bigger picture like, you know, that picture where there's that guy digging for gold and then he gives up one like hit away before he hits the gold. I think that's what happens a lot of the time is that we end up giving up and we are literally one centimeter away of like hitting that big break. So the thing that I just want to say to everyone is just keep going and you don't know when the big break is going to happen, but it will happen. And it will happen because you've showed up consistently every day and you've put in the energy, you've put in the work, you've invested your time, and that will all come back energetically. If it's through money, if it's through clients, you know, all those things, just know that that's on its way. So I think you have to kind of be a bit delusional in like, okay, this is all happening. This is all happening, even though you're not seeing it, but it's like be delusional in the growth. And then one day you're going to look back and be like, holy shit, it all, it all worked out. It all came. Um, but just don't focus on the numbers. Don't fo- focus on the current moment. Focus on what you do desire. Focus on the big picture. Focus on the dream. Even though if you're looking at your numbers and you're like, I don't, I don't see it yet. Like, but it, manifestation 101 is like, look at your bank account and visualize the number that you want. Focus on what you do want because where focus goes, energy flows. So my big thing is like, you know, if you just start something, don't worry. Just if you show up to it every single day, it will take off. It's it's the it's a universal law, really. 
Yes, I love this so much. I mean, it's the as the saying goes, when you believe it, you'll see it, right? Or I'll see it. Yes, I'll see it when I believe it. So Marley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This conversation has been so much fun for everybody listening. Marley has an amazing podcast called the Money Mindset and Manifestation Podcast. You can find it where all major podcasts stream. She also can be found on Instagram at Marley Rose Harris. She has a ton of amazing programs. Can you just plug yourself real quick before we hop off? Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I've loved every minute. I don't even know where the time has gone. You went to like energy vortex. Yes. So if you desire to get more help in creating a business that gives you a life of time, location, financial freedom, while working on, you know, healing the limiting beliefs around money and, you know, any beliefs that you have that aren't aligned with the future that you desire. I have a course called Freedom Club that helps you create this business of your dreams and um, when this goes live, there'll be a new course on moving from one to one to one to many in a, you know, business setting so that you can scale from six to seven figures. And then coming very soon is an app, which will be basically RRT hypnoses to help rewire and heal the subconscious mind. That's some process. So I'm not sure when that's coming out, but it will be coming out soon. And my intention is that it literally changes the the world. (laughs) Amazing. Well, we're going to link everything in the show notes. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I'm just so grateful we got to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. As always, all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode, you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, and Breathwork, our six-week personal practice course. Both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.